Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm Laser J, and I'm joined as always by my good buddy and co-host. It's Ty. How's it going, everybody? It's week. It's episode two of Spoopy Month. Yep, the Halloween extravaganza, celebravaganza. Celeb uh, Christmas Hanukkahantica. Not a celebravaganza. No. That's the trying to. I was trying to celebrate celebration and extravaganza. Celebravaganza. There we go. Celebravaganza. Celebravaganza is not bad. Yeah. The Halloween Celebravaganza here at Acme Podcast Incorporated for Halloween. Uh, Spoop, spoopy month. Yep. Uh, we are watching Extreme Ghostbusters and Season 1 of Danny Phantom. Yeah, this, uh, this was one of the earliest like pairings that I had written down. Actually, was yeah. I, it was either going to be the it was either going to be Danny Phantom and the real Ghostbusters or Danny Phantom and Extreme. You know, for me, the only other pairing I could think of, I I really didn't want to do Danny Phantom. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but the only other pairing I could think of for Extreme was real, and yeah. I didn't really feel like doing real and Extreme at the same time. Uh, maybe... And I can't think of anything else to pair Extreme with. So yeah, maybe next time we can do Real and the next season of Danny Phantom. Yeah, that's probably what we'll do. Uh... You know. Yeah, but before always... we get all, oh, I've always on. wanted to watch Real Ghostbusters because I've heard it's good. I've seen a couple episodes here or there. I, I never saw it back in the day, but I I tried watching it a couple times as an adult, and it, it's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Got to watch the non the non uh, ABC meddling version. Yeah, it's um, mm, mm -hmm. it's a similar quality, but an older style is extreme. Yeah, it is. It, it was just like that that first season, and like all the syndicated episodes were really good, and then ABC came in and made a bunch of changes that made the show just the stupid. Worst. Yep, the yeah. worst. There's an entire episode about all the changes they made, which is like a meta commentary about it, which is Janine, you've changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. They brought back like one of the original writers and he came on and they made the it was like it was a commentary about Janine's design changing like multiple times throughout the show. And the and the reason was in universe was that she had made a deal with a fae or some fae ghost or some shit <laughs> to like make herself more or or at least what she thought would be more appealing to Egon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things, other than the design changes to Janine, one of the other big ones that I remember. I mean, we'll we'll go through all of them when we talk about it because yeah. I, I don't. There was a bunch of them. The other one that I remember them talking about, uh, I remember watching like a special features thing about this, or a documentary or a video essay. But anyway, other than like uh, that, the well, the other one I remember was um, straying away from ever mentioning or possibly even hinting at the idea that ghosts are dead people. Yeah. Uh... Extreme kept that up because they mostly were like other dimensional beings. Yeah, the supernatural creatures, which was fine. 
Yeah. For the most part. It's just like, you know. I mean, when you think about it, the stuff that they dealt with in the movie, like Gozer and Vigo, were also more than just I thought Vigo was a I thought Vigo was a guy. Vigo trans Vigo was like Dracula. He was a guy and then he became something more. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure he was just supposed to be Dracula. I think he was supposed to be Dracula meets Dorian Gray. A li- yeah, basically. You know, with the painting uh, and the, the, the ecto-goo and the whatnot. Yeah, but Gozer was an elder god. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite lines from all of Ghostbusters is like, when Gozer's like, are you gods? No? Then die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been forever since I've seen Ghostbusters. Or Ghostbusters 2, for that matter. I rewatched them both after watching. The, that, that was part of my week. Uh, ah, well. So l- 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 speaking, uh, speaking of that. Yeah, before we get into Ghostbusters and all of that, uh, let, let's uh, let's do our weeks. You want to go first, Kai? Yeah, sure. Um, the, I mentioned that I was going to watch it last week, and I kind of start, started watching it, but I did watch the new season of uh, Baki on Netflix. Alrighty. Uh, Baki, Son of Ogre. Uh, which covers... It's only 12 episodes, so it only covers like two arcs of the manga. Uh, one... This is uh, also the beginning of a larger arc, which is um, Baki... Like, Baki and his dad... The, the whole setup has always been Baki and his dad about to fight. But this is sort of the arc that begins the setup to their final, fu- their final fight. Ugh. Which is them um, passive-aggressively one-upping each other. <laughs> It's like night. It's not. It's like one upping each other without directly fighting each other. Yeah. To build up like, to their fight. Oh, you beat this guy in two rounds. <laughs> I beat him in one hit. Exactly. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Is uh the first arc is about um at the beginning of the arc, there's a elephant like a giant African elephant, um, mm-hmm. that weighs like twenty eight tons or something. Yeah. It's larger than any. It's larger larger than like a mammoth. Yeah. And it goes on, like, a rampage, killing animals, and, like, if it had lived long enough, it would have, like, eaten so much that it would have devastated the entire fucking savannah. Jeez. And the the story of how this happened is told from the perspective of a bunch of, like, park rangers in Africa who saw it happen, where they, they called in, like, paramilitary to, like, try and kill this thing. They mm-hmm. all got taken out, and one guy survived, and he told the story to the press about uh, Yuji Rohama showing up and punching the elephant to death. <laughs> Holy shit. And nobody believed him. He's like, listen, yeah. that's what happened, and that's the story I'm sticking with. A guy showed up and killed the elephant with his bare hands. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, oh, and Baki's one-up is to, like, create a new one to get stronger and two to one up his dad is to basically create a new form of training which is like and which is like a you know how meditation and shadow boxing vision training yeah 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 it's like he creates a vision training that's so powerful that that the the illusion or the image in his head will physically hurt him like it will actually throw him across the room and he will he will get like if the shadow he's fighting in the shadow boxing punches him his nose actually bleeds damn like it's like physical it's it's weird 
So yeah. he was like, he defeated this huge creature that, you know, is, is so super powerful. So he was like, I'm going to make up a creature that doesn't even exist. I'm going to fight a praying mantis, but I'm going to make him like 10 meters tall. <laughs> and fight a giant praying mantis. You talked about this a little last week. Yeah, it's and the that whole arc is literally like, he meets this random fucking kid who bullies like chat like dare him to go like fight Baki. And Baki's like, okay. And he spanks the kid's ass and sends him skipping across the river. <laughs> and he's like, Alright. And then he points to the bullies and they run away. And he helps the kid out of the river. And then it's just this kid follows Baki home because, like, he can't go home because it's too late. He follows Baki home and Baki's like, here, let me show you my training. Oh, hold on. I have a call. So, Baki. Baki. Uh, right. Middle. I was saying the thing about the... Right. The mantis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That And that, uh, that the little kid I was mentioning follows Baki home. And, like, Baki fights the mantis while the kid is watching because... It can't just be Baki. Some character has to be there to provide like color commentary. Yeah, reacting to the the weirdness. Hold on. Oh. Yes. I. It's kind of a. I had to block out the door. Okay, anyway, it was the sibling just, you know, asking something real quick. Got it. Just had to move that, I had to block the door, because otherwise the other dogs would try and get in. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, kid has to be there for color commentary. Kid has to be there for color commentary, you gotta be like, oh, I sense it. The thing in here, it's, it's clearly grappling with Baki and trying to eat him, blah blah blah, why would he go so far to fight? Just imaginary creatures, etc., etc. Right? Yeah. It's it's just stupid shit. It's yeah. Baki. Yeah. You know. It it it's a fight manga. It's always going to be stupid shit, but yeah. it's cool and it's stupid. Yeah. And the second arc is the uh, escape from prison arc, mm-hmm. which the other, the next thing that Baki does to one up his to, to the do the patch of the grass of one up is there's another character in the story called Biscuit Oliver, mm-hmm. who's, who's considered the strongest man in the U.S. who has shown up multiple times already. Okay. He's the strongest man in the U.S. and he's called Unchained because even oh. though he lives in Arizona State Prison, he goes and comes as he pleases. <laughs> So he's make a mind. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm comes, kidding. He goes and comes as he pleases, and he lives, like, in a penthouse suite at the top of the, the prison. Of course. And 
drinks the finest wine and smokes the finest cigars and eats the finest food. And just goes and, and just does whatever the fuck he wants because he's unchained. Yeah. And so Bucky kidnaps uh, President George Bosch <laughs> to get arrested and get sent to Arizona State Prison. Is this uh, is this parodying Herbert Walker or W? W. George W. W. Okay. Because at the time the manga came out, this was like when it was near the end of the George W.'s office. Okay. Obama shows up in the manga later. Okay. Uh, remember when Obama shows up in Air Gear? Yeah. <laughs> I sure do. <sighs> anime anime sorry go on so so bosh George yeah bosh, bosh found, he, it's not so much he gets sent to prison because like uh he, he kidnaps present he like literally is like if you don't send me to arizona he brings the the present to like a fucking coffee plot shop and does like a, like hey send me to this prison He's like, or what? Or I start breaking your fingers. Like, what do you... I'm superhuman. I could literally kill you with a flick of my finger. This is my request. Take it or leave it. And he's like, okay, cool. (laughs) I sent him to prison. The arc is about Baki trying to prove a point. About the prison. And all the shit that goes on there, like, he obviously fights Biscuit at the end of the arc, and there's, like, some... That's where the fucking, how are you going to just get this tetrahedron without any more piss comes from. <laughs> oh, God, Bucky's fucking wild. The... Do you know what... Do you, do you care if I tell you what Biscuit Oliver's ultimate move is? I don't fucking care. Okay, so Biscuit Biscuit Oliver prides himself on being a guy who has literally no technique. He literally just is pure raw strength. Yeah. But he does have a singular technique. And that is the ball. He has such tight muscle control that he will literally curl up. He morph balls. He literally curls up into a perfect sphere. To form the he, ultimate defense. He morph balls. He literally morph balls. Oh, boy. And then he... And when you try to attack him, he does the ultimate counterattack called Pac-Man. <laughs> where he uses his entire body like a mouse and, <laughs> and like, gra- and like pulls you into his, his muscles and uses the contortion of his muscles to, like, crush you. <laughs> Uh, we we are gonna cover Baki next. Uh, we're gonna do Baki and Kengen next season. I yeah, yeah, for sure. We got um, we're gonna do the 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 uh, other the the original Baki Netflix series. Yeah, but I I just gotta tell you, I don't give two shits about either of them. Uh, so you can spoil me on them all you want. The it's so because like he just snaps up and like a giant mouth and like the 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 it sure creates that like after image thing of like a lion opening his mouth to like snatch you his jaws and he just like curls you up and, and like somehow you like disappear inside of his muscles and just mm. like and all the guards are watching as he's curled up in this ball like I don't know what's happening in there but I can only imagine <laughs> <laughs> 
it's 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 really fucking stupid and really great. And the other the other really great thing is that Biscuit Oliver. Okay, I'll I don't really like Biscuit Oliver except for one thing about him. What? Um, he in the prison he also loses his girlfriend. Of course. Her name is Maria. Okay. Ma- Maria is a morbidly obese woman. Mm-hmm. Like so, so huge that she can't literally cannot like stand. Yeah, my six hundred pound life or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She he thinks that she is the most beautiful creature to ever exist, and he loves her with every fiber of his being. Respect. Respect. I, I mean, I don't respect the, the thought process behind creating that situation, but respect to biscuit. Respect to biscuit. In fact, the reason that he's so strong. And the reason he created his perfect ultimate body was so that he could bridal carry his wife, but girlfriend. God damn, that's a man. That's a man. That's a fucking man right there. Yeah. It's it's really it's honestly really great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's 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 Bucky. Um. Not much to not much to that season. It's only like I said, only twelve episodes because it only covers like two arcs. The next yeah. arc I'm really looking forward to, because the next arc is about Pickle the Caveman. Oh boy, I, I I'm so excited for that. Um, the other thing I watched, I only watched one episode of it. It's a new anime. Uh, it's called Far Away Paladin. Yes, I love that manga. I was really excited when I heard it got adapted. Yeah, I just watched the first episode because I think that's the only one that's out. Yeah. I, I was... I heard it was an isekai, and I'm like, eh, and then I heard the concept of the main characters raised by three undead, and I was like, okay, alright, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, uh, it... It... Mm-hmm. It does get a little bit uh, into that, like, main characters overpowered a little bit. Well, yeah. Territory. As isekai um, tend to do. Yeah, well, not every one of them, but this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it does it in such like a sweet way, like it just it, it's just such a nice cozy anime. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very it it's the exact opposite of Konosuba or um, RE Zero, which yeah. one is just the Family Guy of anime, and the other one is let's just torture our characters mm-hmm. uh, also pervy bad designs uh yeah but, but uh sehatsu no paladin is just so nice and sweet and cozy and people are so nice and even when you think a character is going to be a bastard it's just they're a very nice person, but they have a difficulty communicating and they just have resting bitch face. Good. And I'm not even talking about uh, like a, a, a Tsundere character. There's just like a priest that he gets to know that he's like, oh God, this guy's going to yell at me. And he does yell at him, but it's in that like, you got to look out for yourself, man, kind of yelling. Eat your vegetables. Yeah. Your Value your bones. own time. Your skin and bones. Yeah. Uh yeah. It it's real good and it goes in real good ways and 
The world building is real good. I am so excited to see this thing. I'm just afraid it's going to be that uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist situation because it has a really slow update schedule. Like It's not even monthly sometimes. It's like every three months or so sometimes. Yeah. So I have a feeling the animation can catch up with it real fast. Yeah, unless the season is like short. Yeah. Unless the season is short, but... I don't think they'll catch up to it in the first season, but I, at the pace it updates easily two seasons, it can catch up and outpace it. And I don't want to see that happen because one, I want to see it go. I want to see where I want to see the manga thrive, but also I don't want a, a soul eater FMA situation. Yeah. Um, the, uh, this does remind me of like the only other, like, isekai thing that i'm even looking forward to is uh i don't know when it's coming out but i think we've mentioned a couple times on the show a skeleton knight in another world yeah that that's the manhwa yeah it's either it's a no it's a light novel it's a light novel then it got turned into a manga no uh the the one i know is a manhwa not a manga the one i'm talking about is a japanese light novel Oh, I'm. Is it Skeleton Soldier couldn't protect the dungeon? No, or no, it's, different. No, that's no? a different. One. This is called Skeleton Knight in Another World. Oh, I don't know that one at all. Yeah, it's literally the concept is isekai into a world, and the dude's like, "Oh my god, this is the best! I finally get to be the cool, like, heroic paladin guy I've always wanted to be, and be like this super cool badass." And then he realizes he's a skeleton. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me about, about this once before. That that does sound fun. Yeah, it, it looks fun. I don't know if it's any good, but I'm interested in it, if for, only for the concept alone. Yeah. Whether or not it delivers on its concept, you know. Yeah. Not every isekai does. But, um, yeah, that, that's me. Nothing else, okay. really. Uh, I, got, I got a couple things. Um, mm-hmm. I also watched the first episode of, well, I've continued watching, uh, Blue Period as it's been coming out so far. Mm-hmm. It's only three episodes in, uh, and it continues to move at a breakneck pace and mm-hmm. move things out of order. And it's just like, holy shit, they're not doing this justice at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not doing this beautiful story justice at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same. Yeah, but it's still real pretty to look at. So at least there's that. Yeah. Uh, then the other one I watched was Tact OP Destiny, which is the joint product of uh, Madhouse and Mappa. Yeah, yeah. We I think we talked about that last time. No, we, we talked about that off air. Oh, wait, always uh, off air. Yes, yes. It, it was it was in our friend server, right? In Rad's server. Yeah, I knew it was recently we talked about. Yeah, uh, I watched the first episode of that, and mm-hmm. very interesting concept. Uh, still haven't watched episode two. I'm looking forward to watch, sitting down and watching that because I'm curious to see how this unveils. It's very similar in concept to uh, listeners, mm, okay. but instead of rock, it's classical music. Oh, neat. Yeah. 
Um, so that 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 that's anime side. Um, I finished rewatching. Uh, th this has been for a couple weeks now. Actually, probably a month and a half, really. Uh, I finished rewatching uh, China, Illinois. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, uh, it's my third time watching it. I, I I got in the mood to watch it because Brad Neely has that new show coming out on. I think it's Peacock or maybe it's CBS. CBS's thing, mm -hmm. uh, the Harper House. Yeah, there's too many fucking streaming services. I can't keep track of them anymore. Yeah, uh, but he has the Harper House coming out, which. It looks less like his style, but it's still enough that you can tell. Like, I saw, I was like, oh, that's Brad Neely. But, like, to the filter of Bob's Burgers or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, it just kind of has a more streamlined look, uh, which makes sense because Brad Neely has, like, this weird avant-garde sloppy look to it. Um yeah. I also ended up watching all of this stuff on YouTube because I love that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I remember seeing a trailer for this at some time, but I don't remember when or where. You probably got an ad for it at some point. Yeah, it might have been an ad. Yeah. yeah. I've been seeing... Uh, I follow Brad Neely on Twitter, so I, I see him post uh, trailers for it all the time. Yeah. Um still haven't gotten around to watching it though i want to watch i still haven't seen uh brad neely's scolio ppo whatever thing mm -hmm. i can't find it <laughs> uh but i want to watch that before i, I watch harper house yeah. i just kind of want to get the brad neely feel experience the vibes yeah uh because from what i've seen from trailers and i, I think i got like maybe a couple minutes into the first episode before I was had to go do something and never got back to it. Uh, I like the feel of his like more unhinged stuff. This, this definitely feels more constrained. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't feel like a baby cakes or a professor brothers thing, uh, which is probably for the best because you know, I mean that, they, they, he kind of straddled the line a little bit with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of China, Illinois, he sort of made it all the way over to the less troublesome side, I'd say. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of China, Illinois. The ones I saw yeah. were funny. Like, I saw yeah. the, the LARPing episode, which I thought was really fucking funny, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But that, it wasn't a show I really watched. I just saw it yeah. when I still when I still had like cable, I would like catch it from time to time. Yeah, I never saw it on TV actually. Uh, I remember seeing commercials for it and thinking this looked stupid as hell. Yeah, and then I I saw um, the first time I the thing that made me want to see it is I saw the the baby cakes uh, role play tourney mm -hmm. video. Uh, that was the thing that made me like, oh, okay, this actually looks really funny. Yeah. And then I ended up watching it, and I loved it. I, I still love it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I finished watching that. Um, what else? 
Extreme Ghostbusters got me in the mood to watch more Ghostbusters shit, so I watched the first two movies. It is appropriate time to be watching Ghostbusters. Yeah, I didn't get to the, the new one. 2016 one. Yeah. Newer one, because there's another one yeah, coming newer, out. Newer, the, yeah. the first one of the, the reboot. Yeah. Uh, this one isn't even... That, well... The last one was a reboot, and then this one's going back to the prime timeline. <sighs> uh, yeah. All right. But anyway. Uh, then I also ended up rereading uh, a bunch of the Ghostbusters IDW comics. I've heard good things about those. I like those a lot. Um, especially when they start getting to mul- the multiversal stuff, because then you have, you know... The comic version, which is more closely based on the movie versions, mm-hmm. uh, in which the cartoons never took place. Uh, meeting the cartoon versions, and then also meeting other versions, and they also met the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point. And I thought you were going to say they met the Ghostbusters, the the one that I wish the, with the gorilla and the two guys. Yeah, I wish with with the, the Bob been, Hope cartoon. Yeah, that would have been, been great. That would have been so fucking funny. Yeah, um, that show is terrible, by the way. If you've ever seen oh, it, it's based on an older live action show. Of course, it is. I mean, I was talking about the live action show. Oh, okay, sorry. But the animated show is also bad. Yeah, they're they're all horrible. I hate like, them. If you want to see in the live action show, if you want to see. Like on a regular basis, a guy in a gorilla suit using a typewriter. That's all it's good for. <laughs> really, truly. Uh, I always wanted a gorilla suit. That is one of the most laser things you've said in a while. Eh. Always wanted a gorilla suit. I just there's something about a guy doing like mundane things in a gorilla suit that I just love. Uh, I've wanted to put that energy out into the world. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Um, if you're not in the gorilla suit and he's not in the gorilla suit, then who's the guy in the gorilla suit? It's a gorilla. <laughs> Why is a gorilla underwater? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like those comics, though. They're fun. Uh, yeah, I've heard. They actually adapt uh, Kylie and Eduardo into that universe. Yeah, because the... I know for a fact that Kylie was the most popular character from that show. Yeah, absolutely. Goth girl in the 90s. Come on. Voiced by, uh, Tara, voiced by Tara Strong. Voiced by Tara Strong, yeah. Um, they, they adapted both of them into that. Uh, they both work at uh, Ray's uh, occult bookstore. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. Yeah, and then she makes it over to being an actual Ghostbuster, gets roped into it, but Eduardo... Eduardo's kind of like a shaggy kind of character in that one, in that he's just mm-hmm. nervous and scared and doesn't... He just stays in the bookstore, basically. Ah, as opposed to being, a, as he says, a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> uh. He, uh... He's not... I, I think they didn't want to play into the... Uh, I'm going to say romantically aggressive Latino stereotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, uh, I, I think 
they just didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to just have him be in the bookstore so there's someone minding the bookstore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ray dates a ghost. Huh. In the comics. Uh, she was like a city liaison or something to them and she died and became a ghost and they continued their relationship. Hmm. I wonder if they're playing off the ghost blowjob from the original movie. They definitely are. That's that's the joke. Got it. Um, More power to them. Yeah. The comics are real good. I highly recommend... If you can find them, uh, I highly recommend reading them. They're, they're worthwhile. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A lot of... Oh, they also tie in the uh, the reboot versions into the cross-promotional... Pre- uh, cross, uh, promotional multiversal stuff too so you're going to say something idw is really good at doing adaptations of pre-existing uh yeah things yeah uh for the most part some some of the things kind of fall flat uh the gem of the holograms comic was Mm. it was okay they have a pretty good track record ninja turtles transformers sonic ghostbusters you know it's like i wish they had gotten power rangers instead of boom but Boom's the, done a real good job. Yeah, the Boom comics are really good, so... Yeah. It's the, the crossover with the Ninja Turtles comics were, like, some of my favorite parts of that, and I just wish that could have been more continuous. Yeah, I really want to read Kimberly's solo book. Uh, uh, the Ranger Slayer one, or...? The, the, no, the, the Pink Ranger solo book, where... It's oh, her, right. her and Trini and Zach, and they get their powers back, but it's like she, they have like little pink stripes because they're kind of sharing their powers with Kimberly in a weird way. More right. Like, more like yeah. lighthearted, you know? Yeah. I've heard that's funny. I remember that. Yeah, I, I was reading them real... Um, I, I was reading them real religiously for a while uh, last year, and mm-hmm. I remember those being pretty good. Uh Yeah. That's my week. All right. Uh, so let, let's get into uh, upkeep. Let's get into Ghost and Molly McGee. The Ghost and Molly McGee. Boom. We got uh, Getting the Band Shell Back Together, The Greatest Concert Ever, Mama's Gotta Hustle, and Hooray for Mollywood. Uh, before we start, um, because I know you're not on Tumblr, I would like, I would like to point your, I'd like to direct you to uh, this amazing set of art. Of I see the thumbnail already, and I'm laughing. There's, there's, all three of these are very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good, and I love them very much. Uh, Scratch making the Valentine's my favorite. I like the the fucking. <laughs> the JoJo? No, no, the the welcome mat. Oh, the welcome mat. Yeah, it says that, fuck off good. on it. Yeah, very good. That is very good. But anyway, uh, so yeah, getting the band shelled back together is uh, the they're volunteering. They're a real community, communally conscientious family. Uh, yeah, volunteering like, at uh, the dad at was a, like, uh, I can't believe my daughter is participating in. City Civics. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud. I I love I love this family, the McKees. They're great. They're they're really good. Um, um, this was the first um 
episode we got where the two halves were, while they were their own episodes, they were, like, connected by an uh, overarching yes. plot point. Yes. Which I liked. It, it felt good that they did it that way, because it, it, it just felt... Nice. It'd be weird if they came back to this later. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, the, the fact that, like... Uh, we 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 would look occasionally. This sets up the the precedent that not always will the two episodes be unrelated. Sometimes yeah. we had to have episodes that are like, while they're two separate stories, the the stories are connected by a like a overarching plot thread. Yeah, literally the A and a, the A and the B plot have been separated in two different episodes. Yeah, except in this case. They couldn't have been going simultaneously. Oh, yeah. So they no. have to be this way. No, no, no. Um, but basically, they're volunteering at an old folks' home, and this lady that uh, Molly's talking to talks about uh, the old band shell, which is like an amphitheater that they had. Uh, now she missed how people, you know, used to congregate and listen to music and blues fests and whatnot, and Molly gets it in her head, you know, to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And uh, city council's like, we don't got the fucking money for that. We don't want to do that. We're like a, we're a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and they decide uh, to do fundraising. And they, who they fundraise, and then they get the whole community together to build it, starting with the old folks who volunteer for it. and One of them fucking dies on site. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite joke. Yeah. Which is him turning into a ghost and dying in his car. being like, you get back in there. <laughs> I'm so happy that the dark humor has not gone away. It can't. It, it's both dark and lighthearted at the same time. It, it's treating dark matters lightly, which is great. Oh, man. It's fucking um, funny. Yeah. Um,. And then, you know, they get it built. Yay. Uh, which leads us to the question, who's going to fucking play it? And uh, mm-hmm. our second section is the greatest concert ever. They try to get this famous country star who has just a real hanging on by a thread connection to the town. Yeah, his, his, well, his second cousin twice removed. His grandma's second cousin twice removed's roommate. Yeah, the insert fucking the Spaceballs joke. Yeah. You know. I think it's literally the Spaceballs joke. I think it's it's a similar joke. Yeah. Um, um, and we got this, like, generic, like, parody of, a, like, a country singer. Like, he's a fusion between, like, you know. Like, Alan Jackson meets... Uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, Luke Bryan or fucking, uh, what was his name from American Idol? Oh, Clay Aiken? Yeah, yeah, Clay Aiken. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Maybe a little Kenny Chesney? A little Kenny Chesney, a little bit of, uh, Brad Paisley, you know. Definitely Brad Paisley. But he was, like, more hench than Brad Paisley. No, you know what? He was Tim McGraw mixed with uh, fucking, yes. uh, what's his name? Uh, Hannah Montana's dad. Uh, oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Barry, yeah, it was Billy Ray Cyrus mixed with Tim McGraw. Yeah, except Billy Ray Cyrus actually seemed like a nice guy. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, honestly, uh, favorite song so far, actually. The just I'm just an ordinary guy. Yeah, that that's pretty good. That that's pretty scathing of what modern pop country is. Yeah. And so it's Molly McGee trying to get this uh, country star to play at the the shell. Goes through all this effort to do it. Then it turns they out find his stunt double. It's his stunt double. <laughs> And then Scratch has a feeling. Yeah. And they get a K-pop band. They get a K-pop band, which also was yeah. also a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and we, the guest stars we had on this was Jennifer Lewis in the show episode as Patty. The mayor in part one was Patton Oswalt. Yeah. That and was... uh, Kenny Starr was voiced by Tom Kenny. Oh. Yep. Who was the... K-pop group. Uh, don't know. I don't think they were a guest star. I think they were just part of the, the cast. Okay. Not sure. All right. Uh, this leads us to Bomb's Gotta Hustle. Uh, they ain't rich. Yeah. Uh, and car breaks down, and they finally are in a situation where they can have a two-income family. So Molly, she does... Uh, Molly becomes a gig worker yeah gotta gotta hustle in the gig economy doing odd jobs yeah and she hates cooking we learned she hates cooking i think i saw uh, her st- i think i saw her glaring at the stove this morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man real fucking good um, yeah what's her name sharon yeah Sh- sharon and daryl are the parents yeah. Which I'm glad that they have names. Yes. And in a lot of shows when we were growing up, the parents never got just mom and dad. Mom and dad. They never had names. Or Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. X. Yeah. Etc. But yeah. Every in, in Fairly Odd Parents, every time we were about to hear dad's name, it, truck. Truck noises. Yes. <laughs> but everyone calls me Dad. Dad. Uh, there was a very brief window of time where people actually referred to me as dad. Very, I'm talking like two days. I've never been able to maintain a nickname. Damn. Um, the uh, the one thing I will say about this episode uh, was I was shocked that an 11 minute episode needed a B plot. Yeah, but it, it was a fun, maybe they just didn't have enough there yeah. for the A plot. Yeah, and they needed to fill time. So a, a funny little thing about trying to open a door. To centipede world. Yeah, or to riches. <laughs> but no, it was the water. It's heater. the boiler. Yeah, water heater boiler. Whatever. I I hate how much I relate to what went on there. Yeah, I've found weird things in my house, and I was the basement in our house, in New Jersey, was like my favorite place to be it was just like a mm-hmm. bunch of mystery yeah but now i both of us live in places where you can't have a basement yeah it's just it's not you shouldn't because it's, it, it'll just we're flood. built on limestone here yeah yeah that'll just flood life yeah not even that but it, it's like the the ground's not like stable enough to for, have for, a deep foundation yeah, we're on limestone yeah yeah our house is on cinder blocks yeah. 
but you know. Uh, I miss having a basement. Yeah. And then it was the, always cool. Next one is Hooray for Mollywood. Yep. They want to make a horror movie, and Andrea does the usual rich girl. Yeah. Shtick. Yeah. Taking it over. Greta Gerwood shows up. As her, That's fun. As herself. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh. All right. She just <laughs> she just like two lines. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird cameo. Like who who watching the show is going to know who Greta Gerwig is? Well, I say that. We know it's who Greta Gerwig is. It's probably for the adults. Huh? It's probably for the adults yeah. watching. I did appreciate the the Carrie reference. Yeah, you got to kind of got to pouring the blood on her. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was real blood. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that bitch. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I hate how many people are trying to turn her into, like, Amity 2.0. She's not. That, that, yeah. Not every bully is redeemable. Yeah. Some are Sasha's, not Amity's. Wow. Think someone has something to say about the next episode Wait, of Amphibia? No, sorry, I meant Basha. I meant Basha. Basha not Sasha. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I'm like, thanks. I think I know what someone has. Okay, to say. can you blame me? Basha is clearly supposed to be a parody of the name Sasha. Oh yeah, it is for sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I meant Basha, not Sasha. I I did enjoy the bit about Molly wanting the chair with her name on it. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want a director's chair with their name on it? Come on. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. Those types of chairs are super uncomfortable, but yeah, it's just so cool. The, the last the last few episodes, this is a sidebar, but like these episodes, the this episode, and the next few episodes, it's like we this is we get to see more of like the family as a unit and like the other yes. like the first few episodes, the first couple were about Molly and Scratch. But, like, this is slowly, like, introducing the dynamic of, like, the rest of the family. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them getting back to school, seeing her with her peers. Yeah. Uh, More. Get more. I mean, I think the next. No, not the next one. But pretty soon we're going to be getting the Libby's Bat Mitzvah episode. Yeah, the the Uh, next one is one of the one of the one of the next ones is a Mazel Tov Libby. Uh, the next episode is uh, Not So Honest Abe and then Best of Intentions. Which I watched. Soon it was leaked, and I watched it, but we won't talk about it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I've been holding on to them until they air. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, you want me to, do you want me to spoil who the... Oh, no. Okay, the guest star? No? Okay. Oh, guest star? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, Kelsey, that... Kelsey Grammer. He's going to be Not So Honest Abe? Yeah, he's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. The ghost of Abraham Lincoln, specifically. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I want to see more of Libby, because I like her. Yeah, I like Libby. I mean, part of it's just her voice that I like. Yeah. But I am... I'll... I am wondering, though, like, the logic of not telling Libby that Molly lives with a ghost. Yeah, it. it just feels like Maybe they just want to hold on to that being a uh, a fallback joke Family a little stuff. bit. Yeah, 
It's like well, I was talking in more of a meta way. Oh but... yeah, the only thing because like on on a on a surface level, it's like you like what you're gonna you're afraid she's gonna tell the town that you live with a ghost. You think they're gonna believe her? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But also, it feels like the writer room just wants to have that joke to be able to fall back on if they need to fill seconds for of an episode or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe make the reveal like a big deal later in the season. Yeah, I'm curious if there's going to be any sort of like plot about the actual ghost world at some point. I could see that being the thing where it leaves the episodic nature and becomes a thing. Or it's the season finale. Or something. Yeah. You know, you save it for like a special. Yeah. And then we return to status quo. At yeah. The, at the end of the special, right? It's could, us- could, yeah. It's usually how stuff like this goes. Because they definitely tease something with that, with how uh, he has the highest scare percentage. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the first episode, you see the the fear meter drop a tick yeah the misery the end of the season is going to be him getting called in by the ceo or whatever yeah and molly defending him in ghost court yeah i I foresee (laughs) yeah i foresee a uh monsters inc style uh switching from fear energy to love energy or something yeah point there something yeah I, I'm I'm looking forward to that actually because honestly the idea of Malibigi having to defend Scratch in Ghost Court sounds hilarious. Yeah, a good courtroom comedy is always fun. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, i.e. my cousin Vinny. I do love my cousin Vinny. Damn right you do. All right, that brings us to Amphibia. We got Hop Till You Drop, Turning Point, Tie Feud, and Adventures in Cat Sitting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, hop till you drop the mall. Yeah, it's just more like planters and human world shenanigans. Yeah, but it, it is it's, fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you see some Karen action. You see, uh, we, we see another one of uh, of uh, Anne's schoolmates. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One of my favorite things someone pointed out about that scene. With Anne and that other girl, what was someone like a uh, put it uh, where Anne was just like her eyes were glazing over as this girl was going on and on and rambling, mm-hmm. and then someone like uh, juxtaposed it with when um, Marcy was doing the exact same thing, and Anne was hanging <laughs> on every word. Yeah, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the vi- yeah. I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, uh so yeah, that was fun. Turning point. Uh, Sasha character growth. Uh, beginning of her true redemption arc. I'm glad it took this long. Yeah. Um up until up until we saw what the status quo change was going to be for this season, I was all about Sasha not having a redemption arc. Now I'm kind of looking forward to her having one. Yeah, seeing your friend die will definitely give you a, a shock, I think. Yeah. Because, I mean, as far as the two of them are concerned, she probably is dead, even though Ma- even though Anne doesn't want to admit it. 
Yeah. I mean, we know she's not dead, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This was a um, uh, real good episode. Yeah. Got to go back to Wartwood. I was like that. I, I, hope, uh, I hope we get more of, like, cutting back to this a few times. I feel like we have to, because there's a lot of stuff, even with uh, the folks in Andreas's area, that we got to cut back to, too. Yeah. Uh, with I, the two newt ladies who are totally les- dating. Totally lesbians. Care. Yeah. I, I don't care what anyone else says. They're fucking girlfriends. They are. They were literally holding hands as they were trying to leave. Yep. They're Marcy's other world parents. They I are. don't care what you say. Wow, Marcy. Marcy's two moms. Mar- Marcy, I can't believe you're I can't believe everyone had you let you have three moms. <laughs> uh yeah. But I, I look forward to seeing them again because I, I have grown fond of them I, I kinda, as time has gone on. I kinda wish we had gotten a scene where Sasha was like we got like a montage of Sasha reading the entire journal. Yeah. You know? I mean it there was there was no space for it, but like at the same time yeah. I wanted it. Same. Um, and uh, Grimes isn't really getting a redemption, but he's on the same side. He's on board. Yeah, that's, that's what I like about Grimes is he's not really a good guy. He's just really loyal to Sasha and thinks of her as a friend. Yeah. That doesn't make him a good person. It just means that he's, you know, no. like Sasha. Yeah. It, it's like... It, it's like... Daredevil teaming up with the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, you know, Daredevil and F- Matt Murdock and Frank Miller are friends. Frank Miller? Frank, oh, God damn it, Frank Castle. Matt Murdock and Frank Castle are friends, uh-huh. but Frank Castle is still a piece of shit. He is. <laughs> uh, he's also a piece of shit that I, I'm a sucker for his stupid books most of the time. Yeah. Um, that does remind me of my favorite um, panel of any uh, freaking Daredevil comic. Mm-hmm. And that was when Matt Murdock went to that uh, Halloween party in a, in a sweater that says, I'm totally not Daredevil. Yeah. I love that so much. That, yeah, that that's real good. Uh, but, yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm glad we're seeing Sasha interact with the Wartwood. Uh, yeah. people you know i'm just glad we get to see more of the wartwood people yeah I, I really like them yeah yeah i was um, i was surprised that the mayor is still actually like oh you're you, you actually you did a thing good job yeah uh then we move on to uh tie feud yes uh this episode's like sadder the more you think about it yeah. Frig just wants a mother figure. Yeah, he really does. And that's that's depressing, man. Yeah. Uh, but to lighten the mood, Wayne Knight's here. Wayne Knight, yep. <laughs> I always I'm always happy to see Wayne Knight. Yeah, same Newman. Newman. I always think of the, the 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 hacker from Jurassic Park when I think of Wayne Knight. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen the entirety of Seinfeld ten times over, 
So, of course, you go there. Or the guy in Space Jam that he plays. You mean himself? He, oh, yeah, he does just play Wayne Knight in Space Jam. Yeah, just like how Bill Murray shows up randomly and plays himself. Yeah, I haven't seen Space Jam since I was, like, six. So, I wasn't paying attention to anyone's names. Yeah, also, there's literally no explanation as to how Bill Murray gets there. Doesn't need to. <laughs> literally, he just shows up. He's there yeah. for, like, one play and then leaves. Yeah, like Bill Murray does. Bill Murray just shows up places. Which, by the way, that's why, that's why you know why he's there in the movie? It's because what? that's literally what happened on the set. He just showed up to the set? He just showed up to the set and they were like, hey, you want to be in the movie? He's like, sure, I guess. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> My favorite Bill Murray story is when he was walking down a down Hollywood Drive, and he walked mm-hmm. up to a he walked up to like a random guy and gave him a kiss on the forehead, and he said, "No one will ever believe you," and walked <laughs> away. Yeah, he's done the same thing to people stealing their fries. <laughs> um, uh, oh man! But yeah, my favorite, mm-hmm. um, my favorite, uh. Bill Murray's story is actually how he got roped into doing Garfield the movie. Right. The, he didn't read the, the thing about... He thought it was the Russo brothers or whatever? No, 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 no. He saw that one of the the writer... The first writer on there was named Joel Cohen. Right. He was always and he assumed Cohen, it was the Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers. But it wasn't the Cohen brothers and he already signed on and he... Fucking miserable. Oh, I love it. I mean, they made a joke about it in Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Zombieland's another good one with him. It all comes full circle, really, doesn't it? We were just talking about Ghostbusters and we're talking about Bill Murray. And it, it's not even like... Yeah. It wasn't even that much of a tangent because of Wayne Knight. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. I really do. Yeah, me, anyway. Me too. Yeah. Just, uh, this was just a good episode. It, you, you know what? We yeah. talked about the thing about parents not getting names. Mr. and Mrs. Boontoy don't have names. We don't know their names. We just know them, Mr. and Mrs. Boontoy. As far they as... definitely we... haven't said their names. They have not, but I don't know if they have official names. Hmm. Nope. We don't know either of their names. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe we'll get it later. Yeah. Find out their names at some point. But, you know, that was uh, just a random sidebar to that because it was yeah. related to the other thing. This episode made Mrs. Boonchoy my favorite character in this fucking cartoon, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I just really like her. and I really like her in this one. She, mm-hmm. the, the, the one line that convinced me was the, oh, I regret this already. <laughs> <laughs> got everything about this already yeah um and i i love the bit with a what was it net wayne knight ned ned that was his name ned, when he yeah. realized i i shouldn't be asking you for recipes and i also realized that this is a gross appropriation of your culture yeah <laughs> very funny yeah uh i i he posted on uh matt braley posted on twitter uh when uh, he, they were doing the, uh, when his mom was in the booth recording the lines for her scolding Sprig, mm-hmm. 
uh, he told the direction he gave her is, "I'm five years old and I broke a lamp. Go." <laughs> really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, uh, I love I love this show so much. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking funny. I love Matt Braley. I love Matt Braley's mom. This is so good. I love this show. I, I love everything about it. I love frogs. <sighs> so, Adventures in Cat Sitting. Um, Domino. Domino being adorable and a miscreant. A fucking... Being a cat. Yeah. An adorable miscreant. That That's a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh... And it, it's also... A reference to Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah, uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, even in the plot of it, trying to get kids somewhere while looking after them. Trying to get a cat somewhere and back while looking after it. Yeah. Uh, that old Thor guy, doesn't show up, but... Did that, old, did that old guy just lick everybody on the bus? What do you got to say for yourself? Boy, I could go for some coffee? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we had another <sighs> guest star in this episode, too. Who? Uh, the vet was Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was fun. Yeah. All of them asking questions about frogs. <laughs> Do you have a 40-year-old frog? <laughs> does, a, does your frog complain, a, complain about his back problems? <laughs> I mean, he soldiers on. <sighs> You know how you know how far how far a frog can like how high a frog can leap. I mean, frogs are known for their their length of their jump and their height. Give me numbers, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is um, this is just a fun shenanigans episode, but a good one. Yeah, cat going for shawarma. I do like though. Yeah. And also, then... we we mm-hmm. continued to. I don't remember if they established this earlier or not, but. Um, Hop Pop's ability to mimic sounds. Oh yeah, I think we did. We did establish that at one point. Yeah. So it's a, it was, might have been the season one. So it might have been a while since. Yeah, because it feels familiar, but also it feels new at the same time. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a shenanigans episode. It's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. These these it, it, it's just all aces. It's perfect. And then at the it. very end, you gotta you get punched in the gut. With, with the, yeah, Mister Boonjoy. Yeah, Mister Boonjoy. Just like also, and had all those fucking cavities and is knocked off her ass on Novocaine. Love that. Do you guys know there's so many of you that I'm following? <laughs> really funny. Can you can you let go of my face there, Anne? No, we are one. <laughs> Do me, do me next. <laughs> uh, I love, I love this show so much. I love Mr. Boonchoy. I love Mrs. Boonchoy. I, I, I'm just gonna keep saying it. I love this show. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, good show. Uh, so that that's it for upkeep. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna get to Extreme Ghostbusters. We'll see you then. All right, welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. We're going to get into Extreme Ghostbusters now. Aired in 1997. 
obviously a lot of the created by credits go to Dan Aykroyd and Jeff Klein and Harold Ramis, Richard yeah. Ramis, and them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this series specifically was developed by Richard Ramis. Uh, and it has quite a long list of writers. A lot of them just doing like one episode or two episodes. Uh, it has a, a pretty long list of directors too, so I'm not going to get too into it. Uh, yeah. But Tim Eldred directed the most number of them. Mm-hmm. Um, starring Tara Strong as Kylie Griffin, Maurice LaMarche as Dr. Egon Spengler, Jason Marsden as Garrett Miller, Alfonso Ribeiro as Roland, Jackson Carlton Carlton. playing basically a very similar character but Mm -hmm. slightly more likable than Carlton Mm -hmm. Uh, Reno Romano as Eduardo Rivera Uh, Billy West as Slimer and Pat Musick music Pat Music as Janine Melnitz Mm -hmm. a lot of other cast too but all star cast on this one yeah. Uh, also, you know, uh, f- towards the end, we had some returning characters uh, from Real. We had Dave Coulier as Peter Venkman, uh, uh, Buster Jones as Winston Zedmore, and Frank Welker as Ray Stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last two episodes, I'm honestly surprised Frank Welker wasn't Slimer, but it was Billy West. Yeah, I. Slimer had a slightly different feel from in this one than in the in the real Ghostbusters, but very similar feel, like nearly identical but slightly different. Yeah, maybe they just couldn't get Welker at the time. Also, uh, the theme song was uh, sung by Jim Cummings. Yeah, he really killed it in the, I really love this version of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also sounds like it. It sounds different. I mean, okay, it, it's edgy '90s version. But also, it feel it doesn't sound like the Ray Park Jr. version, which is in itself a ripoff of a uh, uh, Huey Lewis and the News song. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there was a big court case about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a new drug. That that's the Huey Lewis and the News song. Yeah, uh, I believe Huey Lewis won that case, mm. uh, which is probably why. The nine extreme Ghostbusters has a different like. It's close to the original, but it sounds very different. Even if you were to, like, play them each on a, a piano without all the, grunge effects, uh, it, it would still sound different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, the uh, the only other, we've mentioned, I think we've actually mentioned it either, on the podcast or we've mentioned talked about it before, but, uh, a lot of them. Creature designs in this were uh, worked on by many people, but like uh, one of the big ones is Mr. Tom Perkins. Yeah, uh, fucking love his designs. Yeah, he, he did a lot of creature stuff for the show and many other shows. If, if for those who aren't familiar, he worked on a lot of stuff. He did a lot of alien designs for Ben Ten, for some of the aliens for the Bla- Men in Black animated series, Big Guy and Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Barlow also played a large part in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's credited for all 40 episodes for creature and character design. Yeah, I I assume that him and uh, uh, 
Perkins were like the two, the two guys, you know. Yeah. They kind of did like a lot. Yeah, he also worked on uh, Godzilla the series, and uh, yeah, I don't see it here, but it the style seems very similar to uh, the Men in Black cartoon as well. Well, yeah, I, I Tim Perkins that, again. Yeah, I, I mean, I did mention that he did some of the aliens in the show like just a second ago. That's right. Sorry. Like it was five seconds ago, my dude. I was looking at Phil Barlow. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. If you want to follow yeah. Tom Perkins uh, at at TN Perkins four on Twitter, yeah, it's good art. Right no, on. Not one of those people that gets a lot of credit. Oh, he deserves he, it though. I mean, deserves credit. I mean, I was wondering why he was called TN Perkins four on Twitter. I'm like, oh, because it was like he just someone else took it. No. His full name is Thomas N. Perkins IV. Huh. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Sometimes you just, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tom also did some of the monsters in uh, another another thing we talked about in this season. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, the CG movie. But anyway. He also did... You mentioned Spectacular Spider-Man already, right? Uh, no, that wasn't one of the ones I mentioned. But he's yeah, well, yeah, he's in there in the animation department. Yep, lots of stuff. Yeah, uh, Titan of the or Industry Standard, I'll mm-hmm. say. But not one of those people that people, you know, would give too much credit, unfortunately. No, no. Uh, let, let's talk about the series itself a little. Um, I about. I'm oh, sorry. Go on. I was gonna say this is my first time ever watching the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've What'd I've never think? seen it. I've I know of it because yeah. it's kind of hard to avoid. But like, I had never really uh, watched it. Yeah, what you think? Uh, it's good. It's a really yeah. good show. Uh, I wish I I wish I had watched it honestly when I was younger. I, I probably would have really liked it. Yeah, it it originally aired. Uh, I don't. I think ABC it aired. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember watching it, you know, in the 90s. But then I know it got replayed to hell on Toon Disney at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it re-ran on Toon Disney. I, don't know, I, I mean, I don't know when, because that's probably what I, when I would have seen it. So I probably uh, might have just yeah. missed the, the time when it was on. Uh, it could have been late at night before you were staying up late, or it could have been mm-hmm. during the day when you were at school or something. I don't know. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it, it was 90s. Everything had to be extreme. Everything yeah. had to be a little grungy and grimy. And yeah. I actually remember reading, I remember reading some of the trivia for this. was um, mm-hmm. During the development of the show, the deal that oh, the toy company who made the toys for the show, Trendmasters, uh, Really wanted to show it called the show Super Ghostbusters, <laughs> but the but the producers were like they found the title too soft and they came up with the more edgy sounding Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, another little fun bit of trivia is uh, Sam Hain, the the ghost of Halloween. While he doesn't actually appear in the show, he was a ghost that appeared multiple times in the original real Ghostbusters. So he shows up yeah. in the opening as like a little cameo. Yeah. 
Um, out of all of the, this is really sad actually. Uh, when it, when it comes to the action figure line, the only um, Roland. No. No, I'm sorry, Garrett. Garrett. I always get them. I get their names confused all the time. Garrett was the only character who didn't get a toy. Um, was not produced as an action figure in the Trendmaster show line. There was some apprehension from the toy company to sell a character in a wheelchair. Yeah, I remember hearing that. I think I saw pictures even of a, a prototype where he came with like a a playset. I think they ha- they. Yeah. Remember the <laughs> the a, big a prototype, but it never. Yeah, they uh, remember in the last two episodes, they create the giant trap and the giant proton pack. Yeah, yeah. On trucks. Mm -hmm. I think they had plans for toy versions of those and Garrett was going to be included in like the turret seat of the uh, Ah. of the proton cannon or something like that. Proton cannon. Yeah. They yeah. Um, That sucks, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, um, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, there was like a, a interview, it was like a Q&A with him and Jason Marsden on Twitter, mm-hmm. and one of his favorite memories was doing that show. Really? And, uh, he remembers, um, what he would do to warm up was sing, which would be sing Amazing Grace during the sound check. Huh. That yeah. feels appropriate for, uh. Uh-huh. For Roland's character. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, also, this was one of the last uh, times where uh, apparently the producers wanted all of the voice actors in the same like booth. Together. Yeah, that, that was starting to get phased out in the 90s. Yeah, when Alack says to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a shame. Apparently, originally, in the original script, Janine was the one teaching the class and not Egon. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But you know. I I kind of feel like I like it more that if she's capable, I, it would feel weird that she that what happens happens and then she has to be like, I guess we need to go get Egon rather than her deal with shit herself mm-hmm. at that point. I I think I like the way it played out better personally. Um, yeah, uh, some of the this is related to that thing. Some of the actors were also doing other voice work on other shows yeah. during the day, so a yeah. lot of the recording sessions for Extreme Ghostbusters were uh, scheduled at night. Appropriate, very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's that's all the trivia. That's probably on. why uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the performances for them uh, being tired. And not liking having to get up at the late, get up in the middle of the night for calls feels real genuine. Speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. Channel it. Yeah. It's acting. It's been a long day. Don't want to be at work. Got to be at work. Yep. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I was definitely uh, surprised by when watching this show was um I think this show probably would have scared the shit out of me as a kid. Really? It it's there's some fucked up shit in this show. Yeah. Like some fucked I, up shit happens. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh the 
The only episode that I think would have really creeped me out as a kid was uh, Grundlesque. I don't know. The Hellraiser episode was pretty fucked up. Oh, I... Yeah, that was fucked up. I don't think that would have gotten to me. That I would have just been like, that's fucking cool. The Hellraiser uh, episode? The episode with the... The, uh... The jade eyes and it's like people stealing their bones. Yeah. Like... There's some, there's some fucked up shit in this yeah. show. Which I like. Yeah. It... it it's got if they're going to call it extreme, they got to go extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Grundlesk would have been one that creeped me out, but I don't think I ever saw that as a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was a show I really liked, but I didn't get to watch it with regularity. Yeah, the Grundle was one of the ones that was the most like direct reference to the real Ghostbusters show. Yeah, because the, the Grundle is yeah, in that one. Yeah. He was in that. I'm. I don't know. He might have been in one of the episodes we didn't watch, but another recurring ghost oh, it was uh, the Boogeyman. Um, Boogeyman. He was wasn't in, the in this one. He was in the credits though. Much like Samhain, who was in the opening. Hmm. Because uh, they encountered the Boogeyman a couple of times in the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, I think that was in the one. Wouldn't that have been in the one where uh, Eduardo goes into the containment verse? Maybe. They might have seen him in the background. Yeah. Uh, I ended up watching the entire series, actually. Um, Yeah, for me, it was you picked out, like, what, like 20? I cherry-picked a bunch of episodes that I thought were either some of the best examples of the show or ones that were real good character development for the cast. They were like character focused episodes. They were fun episodes or they were just like really iconic or like creepy. Yeah. Um, uh, the I really liked that like, even though this is, this is clearly an episodic show, they didn't forget certain like through lines about characters. Yeah. You definitely see relationships and dynamics grow throughout the series. Yeah, like Kylie's whole relationship with her her dead grandma, that came up multiple times. Yeah. Like, even in the... the, I'm sure it would have come up even more if I had watched the entire show. It does. It it, it comes up every few episodes, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's more, it's it's something more than just, like, the recurring gags of stand back, like, don't worry, man, we got this. We're yeah. scientists. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Eduardo's I'm a scientist joke. It it, it ties back, I'm pretty sure uh, Venkman used to make the same joke. So it, it's like a reference to that. Yeah, everyone has an analog. Yeah. I mean, some of these characters are Analogs of mul- or like amalgamations of multiple characters. Yeah, the uh, one. I- I'm glad that they tried to like have a-, a character in a wheelchair and him be very capable. Yeah. The one thing I will say, however, that I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna dock your point for is that you all you made the black guy the driver again. Yeah. You, you did it again. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying. 
He's also the leader of the group, though, is the I, thing. I think Kylie is the leader. Kylie? Mm, I think there, there is an episode where Janine outright says Roland's, like, the one everyone depends on. He's the one that guides them. Hmm. That doesn't mean he's the leader, necessarily. It just means he's, uh, he's like Joe in Digimon. You know, he's reliable. It, it, they, she said, like, she specifically said, you're the leader. Mm-hmm. is a thing like they directly call it's widely considered roland to be the leader of the pack hmm. <laughs> pack proton pack proton <laughs> pack uh-huh. <laughs> uh. yeah but um let me you know what let me actually bring up the episode so i want if there were any specific episodes i really really wanted to we mentioned yeah. the um deadliners was really fucked up yeah. Um, the the whole Hellraiser thing going on. Hellraiser and R.L. Stein at the same time. Yeah, Hellraiser, R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, I misspoke. Goosegumps. <laughs> well, J- yeah. J.K. Klein. J.K. Klein, yeah. Parody of uh, R.L. Stein. Yeah, I think it was kind of supposed to look like R.L. Stein a little bit too. Absolutely, it it it's a one for one comparison. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, another one that really stands out is uh the true face of a monster. Mm, which yeah. is the one with the golem. Yeah. It's one of the few times I remember anti Semitism being directly confronted in a cartoon. Yeah. Like never they never say they're Nazis, but like or neo Nazis or whatever the fuck. They're attacking a synagogue. They're attacking I mean, come you on. don't need to yeah. say it. You know? Yeah. It it the subtext is there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I always liked um, mm-hmm. the Jersey Devil, but that's because that's always been my favorite cryptid. It's a very silly, fun episode. Yeah. Like it, it shows the team like doing a doing solving a ghost problem without the need of the proton pack. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember it hitting harder when I was a little kid than as an adult, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jersey Devil made me do it. That was what it was called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Ghost Apocalyptic Future was also real good. Yeah, Ghost Apocalyptic Future. Uh, Frickin', uh, what's his name? I just said his name. Tony J is in that. Yeah. As the, the, the villain ghost of that episode, uh, Tempest. Yeah. Um, I really... Grundle-esque was fucking creepy as shit, man. It's supposed to be. Wait, no. Clancy Brown is Tempest. Really? Was it Clancy Brown? Yeah. Hmm. According to IMDb. Oh, well, I'm, I'm fucking... Years at the Academy. <laughs> Wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I really, really liked the uh, what was it called? The the wish episode with the salesman. Yeah, uh, be careful what you wish for. I think. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I uh, like Eduardo I, becomes the cat. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the because it was like it's easy to do like a wish episode and any show with the supernatural plot element. Yeah. I liked it they went with something that wasn't a genie. Yeah. 
He's he's more like a more like a Loki type than a genie. Yeah, he comes. He's like a snake oil salesman. Yeah, but supernatural. Yeah, and I really like that. I think he was voiced by Tony J. Somebody Tony J was in probably. The show. Yeah. He had to have been. Jonathan Harris was the salesman. Damn. I'm a fucking clown. Uh, here I'll, I'll I'll go through the cast list on IMDb and see if I can find Tony J. It's J A Y, not like an initial J, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh... I'll just control F this. He's a microbe. Ah. I knew he was in the show somewhere. Yep. Uh, oh, he, he's the, uh, you know, the uh, the Ahab type. Yeah, there, yeah, in frickin' uh, Moby Ghost. Yeah. I knew, our, I knew he was in the show somewhere. I knew I'd heard his voice. Yeah. I, I wasn't crazy. No. All right, vin- all right, vindicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, finales, the the two part finale is also real good. Oh, back in the saddle. Yeah. It it feel it is weird that it, like it. It honestly feels like two episodes that had that were uh, their own episodes, but then they came up with the the connecting. Yeah. Plot, plot thread. They probably got told in the process that they weren't getting a second season mm. and they knew they wanted to do this and so they just combined them. Yeah, because it feels... Because the beginning of the second part feels like the beginning of a regular episode. Yeah. With uh, Venkman and... Uh, Garrett on the boat. Garrett yeah. on the boat, yeah. I, I honestly wish we got to explore more of the dynamics with the old Ghostbusters and the new Ghostbusters, truly. Yeah. The first one was them not getting along. The second one was them being a team. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. And defeating the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now they have just a whole bunch of people to deal with. Mm-hmm. The God Bermuda damn, triangle. New York. New York yeah. The ghost. Yep. Who knew? A larval ghost. Yeah, it's not even fully fo- a fully formed ghost. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's the why that's the wildest shit, man. That's well, though I say that, I have mentioned that in my JoJo game, the Bermuda Triangle is a stand. So. Yeah, that. Yeah. Fallout. Uh, did you did you end up watching Fallout? Uh, no, I did not. Fallout was pretty good. There, there was a um, a ghost that uh, ended up uh, feeding on radioactive waste for a long time. Oh, so it was and immune it, to the proton packs. Uh, partially, it started eating the proton packs, proton beams. But uh, more than that, it was it, it had been sealed underground, and then a mining crew or something like that uh, mm-hmm. uh, let it loose. And it was heading towards uh, uh, a nuclear power plant that was co- about to cause it to go into meltdown. And then it started head towards uh, 
a military base and feast on uh, uh, nuclear warheads and whatnot. And, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That does sound like it'd be a fun episode. It was good. They had to. Uh, it was sort of like it, it was sort of like uh, what they had to do in the final one, where they had to like alter the nature of the beams rather than protons. In, in the in the last one, it was ions instead of protons. I don't remember what it was in this one, but I am looking at screenshots of this episode. I do like that the ghost is like a weird kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is definitely a Tom Park a Tom Parker in this design. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Oh man. I'm looking forward to eventually speaking of, I'm looking forward to eventually talking about um the Godzilla animated series, the that what he that he was involved in. Yeah, I've never seen that show. Yeah. Um it was a fun show. I, I want I feel like a good pairing for it is either let me let me finish it. It's either Men in Black the animated series or the old Hanna Barbera Godzilla. Uh, I was gonna say Big Guy and Rusty. Big Guy and Rusty could also work, yeah. Because uh, giant monsters in it. Yeah, I I just feel like doing a uh, double God, or we could do that new Godzilla anime. Oh. Uh, uh, Singularity Point. Singularity point, yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually watched it yet, so maybe. I haven't either. But that that could be a good pairing too. Just either do a Godzilla power hour and then mm-hmm. one of us could watch a bit of the old Hanna Barbera one to talk about in our weeks or whatever. I uh I watched that show a lot as a kid. Same. Uh it reran on Cartoon Network. I loved that. I love Godzuki. I I, I love that show. I really want to know whose idea it was to like give Godzilla like laser eye beams in that show yeah they probably couldn't say they probably didn't want to say radiation breath Mm. (laughs) for a kid's cartoon he had a fire he had the fire breath but he also fire breath he has fire breath and laser eye beams yeah yeah what do we have him do uh eye beams eye beams eye beams always work and it had the 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 hanna-barbera laser like yeah the the ray sound yeah. Also, they couldn't. Weirdly, they couldn't license the Godzilla roar in that show, so he just has like. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah. Voice. That it's I weird. feel like Toho didn't want to give them anything for that. <laughs> I mean, it let them. It, it meant that they could make up their own monsters for him to fight. That's true. Yeah. Which was kind of one of the only like good parts of that show. Yeah. Uh looking back on it that's sort of what was fun about the um american one the the yeah. the 90s godzilla one was a lot of the monsters that they fought were fun mm. but you know yeah anyway I've still never seen zilla oh the with the was freaking the movie it's based on yeah yeah what's his fucking name i don't fucking Fucking Ferris Bueller. Oh, um, I don't remember. Fuck, I don't care. Yeah, it's gonna bug me. I don't remember. All right, hold on. I don't remember. Hold on. No, hold on. I got this. I'm already doing it. Matthew, uh, Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah. Got there. Uh, yep. 
and the, uh, original, and the original script for that film, they were he was actually supposed to fight another monster, but they cut it. Jeez. <laughs> it was like a griffin. That, oh, I'm glad they cut it. Uh, all right. That's, uh, I don't have anything else to say about this show. Um, yeah. It has a lot of cool shit in it. Uh, if you ain't seen it and you like, you know, sort of 90s kids horror type thing, I recommend watching it. Yeah. Or if you, or if you're one of the many people who grew up on real Ghostbusters who, you know, aged out of watching cartoons and saw extreme Ghostbusters and like, oh, what is this shit? Everything's got to be extreme now in the 90s. And, oh, they, they, you got to have a girl and a guy in a wheelchair. What the fuck? Just fucking watch. It's a good fucking show, jackass. Yeah, it is. It is a very good show. Um, and I, I am kind of sad that I didn't watch it as a kid, but hey, I'm watching it now. Yeah. Uh, it's probably where most of my, like, for, you know, the spooky aesthetic comes from, really. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I never really watched a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually my introduction to Ghostbusters. I didn't see the movies until after I'd seen this, so. Mm-hmm. Uh... But yeah, that's it for this. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back... Uh... Ooh, he's a ghost. Uh, Danny Phantom. We'll see you then. And we're back. Uh, he's a phantom. Danny Phantom. Uh, 2004-2007, but we're just covering season one, so 2004. Uh According to IMDb, creators are Butch Hartman. Uh, yeah, Butch Hartman is credited as the creator, and then developed by Steve Marmel and Sib Ventress or Marty. Uh, hold on, Steve Marmel. Okay, uh, developed by Steve Marmel and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. So, uh, this is, I want to just, random side tangents on the, about Butch Hartman. Butch Bart, we hate, we hate Butch Hartman here on the show. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. However... He wasn't the only one who worked on the show, and while he directed a lot of episodes, and is in, credited as the creator, he it it has come to light over the years that he had so little to do with a lot of the stuff that people like about this show. Like if you look at the original character designs he had drawn, they were so bad, and someone was like, "I'm I think I can work with this," and had to refine them to be even worthwhile Mm. and um a lot of the original concepts and like a lot of the writing credits aren't butch he mostly was like a director but he was whenever he directed he was never it was always with like one or two other people yeah and he was and when he was writing there are a lot of episodes on in season and later seasons where there's like one or two writers when there was when butch was a writer there was always like three people other than him (laughs) Yeah. He has... His involvement is so overblown, it's ridiculous. Because he was the... It was, like, the original... Even the original brain idea 
was refined by other people. Like he was, he wanted to yeah. do like Ghostbusters meets like Scooby Doo kind of thing. Okay. And then it became what it is. Then became then it became a superhero show. Yeah. Well, you can find those two. I can see how it could become that. Yeah, I mean they, the groovy gang from that one episode are literally characters he had yeah. ideas for. In of course. Yeah. So I'll tell you what kind of show he wanted to make. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to say, even if he wasn't a transphobe, I'd still hate him. I he something about even before I knew that there was something about him that just rubbed me the wrong way. He's smug. Yeah. Yeah, that is it, isn't it? And it kind of stinks all over. Uh. Uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. It does have an air of smile. And I fucking love Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly I fucking love fun. Danny Phantom. I honestly, mm. really, from what I've seen of Tough Puppy, I enjoyed that too. Um, yeah, it was like the least good. But it was still funny. It was funny. And you know you know why it was the least good? Why? A lot of the people who worked with him on Fairly Odd Parents with Danny Phantom had left. So of it was course. him and like new staff. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so that'll tell you something. Yeah, that adds up. But I, yeah. I think it has the bones of a good show, but it mm-hmm. it just I haven't seen a lot of I haven't seen enough of it to really Yeah. Uh comment. But I I thought it was funny what I saw. But um But Chartman you... just just even his minor involvement in it, mm-hmm. uh, it, it he's, it's got a stink on it to me, and I, I just that's why I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, minimal involvement and. Yeah, and also I pointed out the fact that you made me watch like the first three seasons of Venture Brothers. Yeah. Which are way worse. Yeah, I mean, okay. Season one, all of Danny Phantom's really fucking good. Exactly. Uh, don't get me wrong. I actually, I love Danny Phantom. I just can't stand Butch Hartman. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't fair. want to use our platform to talk about stuff he worked on. Fair enough. Um, even if our platform is literally just a an egg crate on the side of the road, <laughs> screaming about the end times. Uh, hey, with tin like foil the, on her head. I but, like this egg crate. Yeah, I do too. But it's still small. Yeah. Uh, we're a drop in the ocean. I just don't want to use what we have to bring notice to anything he's associated with. But I love Danny Phantom, and I did make you watch the first three seasons of Venture Brothers. So, mm-hmm. and I've also made you watch a lot of other not offensive crap, but bad crap. Yes. Although, no, I've only made you watch one truly bad thing. You've made me watch a lot of things I just don't like, though. I've made you watch something that is objectively terrible, though. One thing. And Freddy, the, Freddy, Freddy the Frog. Freddy the Frog was yeah. objectively terrible. The other things were just things you didn't like. Yeah. Things I really don't like. Like yeah. Inuyasha. I really just don't like that show. Yeah, but you wanted to do Inuyasha, is the thing. I didn't really i just was willing to do it to watch the other thing to do commit to no yaiba fair 
Um, but anyway, back to Danny Phantom. Yeah, back to Danny Phantom. Uh, we talk about, uh, were you still doing production stuff and cast stuff? Yeah, it, it's another one with a really long uh, writing room uh, team, so I, I don't really... Yeah. Uh, Lots of great voice actors. Yeah, I'll, I'll just hop into that. Uh, David Kaufman is Danny, Fan- Danny Fenton. Uh, Greg Griffin is uh, Sam. Uh, Samantha Gray, Manson. Gray Delisle. She's Greg Griffin now. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, she uh, got married, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, Ricky Deshaun Collins is Tucker. Mm-hmm. Rob Paulson is Jack Fenton, the box ghost, and just a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colleen, oh, that's an Irish name. O'Shauna Hesse? It's Jazz. Yeah. O- O'Shauna. O'Shaun- O'Shaughnessy is Jazz Fenton. That's an Irish name. Ooh, that's boy. a fucking Irish name. Yeah. Um. S. Scott Bullock is Dash. Uh, mm-hmm. Kath Susie? Saucy? Susie. Susie is Maddie Fenton. Ron Perlman is Vice Principal Lancer. Uh, I, I like Lancer very much and his literary exclamations. Grapes of wrath. Yeah, but it feels like such a waste on Ron Perlman. To just be that character, I I wish he was more than that. I mean, yeah, but like it's a char- it's a kind of character you wouldn't normally see Ron Perlman play. No, it really isn't. But yeah, um, so you know, that's there's that. No, my favorite one that he ever did, I think it was wasn't in this season, but he was like, I think it was Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, um, Maria. I think he might have also said of mice and men at one point. He's called out all those classic literature books that we have to read in high school. Yeah. Um, Maria Canals Barrera or Barrera uh, as Polina. Martin Mull as Vlad Masters. Uh, D. Bradley Baker as Lance Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we? Uh, yeah, James C. as Quan. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is Skulker. Tara Strong is Ember. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. a, oh, that fan also voiced... Multiple people have voiced Quan. Yeah. Uh, he's a minor enough character that I, I feel like they just got who they could. Uh, yeah, a couple of characters changed voices. Uh, Skulker was originally played by a different actor, but then he was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, uh, Matthew St. Patrick was yes. Skulker originally. I prefer um, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, I mean, it's Kevin Michael Richardson. Okay, wait, hold on. Can we pause? When you get done, someone has done this, the honor of making a comprehensive list of every uh, literary expletive that Lancer has said. Excellent. Uh, send it to me, and I want to alternate with you on them. All right. Uh, you can go first, but... Uh, I, I, for season one, I think we've gone into enough of the, the, important, uh, the yeah, uh, Patricia the, the, Heaton's lunch lady. Uh, what about, um, freaking uh, Cree Summer? Cree, oh yeah, Cree Summer. 
I'm looking for her on here. I'm looking at this last one and it's the funniest one. But we'll get to that in a second. Valerie, yeah. Yeah, Valerie, the go the ghost hunter. Yeah. Uh But uh here. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh let me move this over to my main monitor. You want to go first or should I? And as uh, this, uh, thank you, Wikipedia, Danny Phantom Wikipedia, for uh, comprehensively making a list of every literary expletive that Lancer has said, all of which include Antony and Cleopatra, Bridget Jones' Diary, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Fast Food Nation, Gulliver's Travels, Lord of the Flies, Moby Dick, Paradise Lost, Pride and Prejudice. South Beach Diet? The Adventures of Huck Finn. Uh, Call of the Wild. Clan of the Cave Bear. Cask of Amontillado. Grapes of Wrath. Great Gatsby. That's, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Hunt for Red October. Myth of Sisyphus. Prince and the Pauper. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, man! War of the Worlds! To kill a mockingbird! Waiting for Godot! Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maidens, man! Yeah. Zen, Zen and the Art of Motor... Yeah. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance! That's my favorite one. Yeah, that's a good one. Can this be the preview clip? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll have to, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Oh, very good. The preview clips are good. I just hate doing them. But no, I'll... you don't have to. No, they're, they're good for... I mean, we don't really get any traction off them. Like, no one ever fucking mm. notices them on Twitter, but still. They're fun. Yeah. I'll start posting them to YouTube, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Lancer's cool. I, I like. I mean, not cool. Lancer sucks, but he's, he's funny. Uh, yeah, he's funny. Uh, this show is also funny. Yeah, I mean, it's a Nicktoon. It, it's primarily meant to be funny. Uh, like God, I love Jack. Yeah, Jack's good. Jack's really good. Jack is fucking hilarious. Every other time that man is on screen, I, I fucking cackle. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Jack is funny, 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 funny. I'm sad, you know what, I, you know, you know what, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't keep it a running joke, but I'm glad that the second appearance they kept it in was, uh, now I have to go, uh, check out a book on a gorilla. <laughs> Again. Yeah. I'm glad that they, they did it. They referenced the joke one more time, and when we showed up again, and with when we met Vlad, but it never came up again. But whatever. No. Uh, I do like that he's basically like an incompetent Reed Richards. Vlad. No, no, Jack. Oh, yeah. But the the difference is, his wife is also basically Reed Richards. <laughs> there. They're, they're they're both that way. 
Yeah, it's just Maddie is the thing about here's the thing about Jack is that Jack is one of those people who, like has really a lot of really great ideas. He just needs somebody to like rein him in. Yeah. Like he's not a, like the man like a, like it's they call a uh, fucking uh Vlad calls him a fuck up, but like he in college had enough technical and scientific knowledge to make at least a partially functioning portal that opened like a, a rift between dimensions yeah like even like even like doing it partially is still kind of impressive like honestly i mean a lot of his inventions are good ideas they're just you know maddie yeah. needs to like tweak them yeah refining she refines them, makes them work. I am curious why what why he makes them such weird like biothermus. You know? Maybe it was what he had on hand when he came up with the idea. Man. Do you think uh you think you could eat soul food out of that thing? But um that was a terrible joke, and I was really reaching for that. Yeah. But yeah, um this is a really like it's a really fun show. Uh they did a lot more like most of the plot line stuff that happens in season 1 is like involving Vlad, but they really got more into like o- certain overarching plots as the show went on. And, be, and it was still comedy, mainly comedy focused, but there was more overarching plot threads that kind of like you know, followed through later in the show. Yeah. Um, like, uh, the evil Danny from the future. Yeah. And, um, uh, certain ghosts, uh, becoming more prevalent, like, uh, what was in Clockwork. Yeah. Et cetera. But, um, that's, that's, that's later. Season yeah. one really is just setting status quo. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's episodic in nature. You get into it at the end when we meet Vlad. Uh, Vlad kind of sets the the pace that not the pace the um mm-hmm. sets the tone for the rest of the series yeah i'm honestly surprised at how early vlad shows up yeah for some reason i thought that was a season two thing yeah mostly no. because mm-hmm. season two is more greatly influenced by him but yeah he's kind of like more of an overarching villain in season two yeah yeah and then season three is like he, he's still a villain, but he's like he gets pushed to the side a little more by more powerful ghosts. You start to see them having to team up more in yeah, season yeah. three, I believe. I, I think season three he becomes the mayor, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's the one that yeah. happens. Um, but season one does introduce a lot of the ghosts that would just become recurring characters. Yeah, I am the Bax ghost. I am Technus. Master of all things mechanical. Yeah. Technus, uh, Box Ghost, uh, Desiree. Bunch Lady. Yeah, Bunch Lady. uh, Desiree. Yeah. Johnny 13. Elvira. uh, Not Elvira. Ember. Yeah, Ember Moon. The thing about Ember is that, like, she. This is the. People remember Ember really well, mainly because of her song. And she does make, like, occasional appearances in the show, but this is the only episode where she's like the central focus yeah which is weird right 
Uh, there's only so many times you can do control song mind controlling songs. I think there might have been another episode where he was the focus, but I just don't remember it. Ironically enough. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that song though. Yeah. Oh wait, no, hold on. That was that episode with that pirate kid, Youngblood. Yeah. That's yeah, she was she was a big focus in that too, and she was teaming up with him. Yeah. I knew there had to be at least one other one episode. Pirate Radio is what it was called. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. That was like season three. So yeah. you know. It's the one I saw the least. Oh. Yeah, it, it didn't rerun as much as, like, season one and two. Like, I, I'll, I'll, most of these episodes have been, like, burned into my psyche. Yeah, I was able to skim through a lot of these because I was like, oh, I remember this verbatim. I do, I caught too. it ad nauseum on reruns. Yeah. Uh, and this I, is actually my yeah. third time going through the season start to finish. Yeah, this is, like, also, like, my third time going through it from beginning to end as well, weirdly. Yeah. And there were so, there were some episodes that I, like, skimmed around on but i i watched them all the way through but i was i i I had them in the episodes where i wasn't as that i didn't like as much but were fine i would usually just have them on the background while i was doing something else yeah but i remember 99 percent of the the things that happened in these episodes yeah same there's there's uh some little things i don't but yeah Mm -hmm. I, i remember the the gist of most of these yeah, <clears throat> I actually think my favorite episode of this season was probably uh, either Fright Night or Control Freaks. Hmm. I'm actually kind of sad Freak Show only shows up one other time because he's the only human villain that we have. Mm. And I feel like there was potential for there to be a villain that wasn't a ghost. Or half ghost in Vlad's case. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how in Transformers Prime, when they tried to have human villains, but it just kind of like didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But um, I liked him. Also, I th- he was played by John Cryer, I think. Yeah, he was. And then the Fright Night was um, Michael Dorn. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fright Night it's crazy only... how... I'm oh, sorry, go on. Fright Night only shows up like one other time, so I guess I'm not surprised that they got Michael Dorn to voice him. Yeah. I was going to say... I was just going to say, it's crazy how... Um, my overexposure to fucking Two and a Half Men has made me completely underestimate John Cryer at every turn. Yeah, right? He's... I... I I didn't watch Supergirl enough to catch him play Lex Luthor with any regularity. I pretty good in that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the last thing I saw from that CW DC universe was like, like the the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event they did that served as like an ending or like the beginning of the end for Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh. He was fucking fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. John Cryer kicks ass, but mm-hmm. uh. Anyway, go on. Sorry. No, no, no. I, that was I didn't have any. There was no thought to finish on that one. 
Yeah. The, the John Carter, it was uh, I loved him as Freak Show. It's again some why I'm sad that he only shows up one other time. Yeah. Because he's a fun idea for a villain. Like the show Absolutely. has a lot of yeah. the show has a lot of fun ideas. Yes. Um. This is going to sidebar back to Butch Fartman do calling a J.K. Rowling and retroactively ruining his own show. Yeah. Uh, by trying to say that the ghosts aren't dead people, they're monsters. Because it, it, be, because the ghost thing disagrees with his really Christian beliefs. Yeah. All his shows uphold Christian values or some shit like that. Some Fuck shit. Off. Like, okay... I, I'm gonna believe. Like, what the fuck was up with the Poindexter episode? Then was that kid a, a monster? Where he switched places with Danny? Yeah. How about Johnny Thirteen? <sighs> or the Box Ghost? Or the Lunch I Lady? I am the Box Ghost. Beware. Like, that's not even what he sounds like. I keep doing um I... moron from uh mm-hmm. from Freakazoid. I am moron. I come with a very important message. I am the Black Ghost. Beware. Yeah. Freaking um. Uh, or uh, there was one other one that's like a good example, but like, like I can believe some of the ghosts are like just weird supernatural creatures, but like all of them. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, there's so, like a uh, skulker. I could see being that. Yeah, he's just like a weird. He's just a weird guy, right? Yeah, or the uh, the warden. Yeah, the ward. Uh, Walker. Walker. Yeah. Walker and his his goons and like the the behemoth that Vlad fights. Um, uh, and also, Desiree's back. I'm gonna put Desiree's backstory. Literally states how she died. Yeah. Like. <sighs> You're so fucking stupid. He was so uninvolved. God damn. He was so uninvolved. It's not even funny. Like, holy shit, is he a hack. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of my favorite, like, overarching themes mm-hmm. of... Uh, the, one, of the, uh, one of the only through lines of, like, Danny Phantom, at least early on, when it was more way more episodic, was... um. Danny developing his powers as a ghost. Yeah. Like, that was, like, one of the only consistent, um, like, through lines. Because once he learned how to do exoplasmic blasts, every episode afterward, he would do the exoplasmic blasts. Yeah. And then he would get other powers, like, later. Yeah, it had a good, like, Spider-Man vibe to it, you know? It, it... Yeah. Yeah. This time Perry was a good time for like young superhero shows. It was also a good time for young adult content in general, really. It was. Uh, young adult novels, young adult TV shows. Mm-hmm. It it was we were primed for it. Uh, yeah. Large part due to another trend you mentioned her already. J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter really mm-hmm. sort of kicking off this, like, oh, everything needs to be young adult-oriented and shit. Yeah, I remember kids uh, in my school reading Maximum Ride. I've never heard of that one. It's don't. It's not good. Don't worry about it. Okay. 
the uh, the true original YA novel is Animorphs. Yeah, I was going. I was about to say, you really want to give the praise to Animorphs for popularizing it, but you know what's really funny is a side tangent about Animorphs. I'm a friend of some friends of mine. We were having a conversation about Animorphs. Mm-hmm. Now I would love a new adaptation of it, like on Netflix or something. Yeah. That'd be with with a Applegate involved, obviously. Yeah, I never saw the old live action show, but it it gave me the stink of the uh, Goosebumps show, which was yeah. not great, if it, I remember correctly. It's one of those things where, like, this show, the books were too, like, big for a show yeah. of that like time slot and of budget. Yeah, it, the Teen Nick or whatever they were calling it. Uh, I mean, it was Snick. It was yeah. Saturday Night Nick, but it was like geared towards the teenagers. You need something that. more like Stranger Things for a, for that yeah. show. Yeah. If you want it to like actually be good. Um, yeah. I, I think Applegate has like even talked about this on Twitter when uh, people asked about like if he she could do Animorphs again, write it again. What what she would she change? She's like, well, for one thing, I would make uh, one character canonically bisexual. And uh, and she said, I know a lot of people got a big trans narrative about Animorphs because of the whole idea of transforming into something you're not. So I might explore that. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. And uh, let's let's also add the. Um, have you heard about the new the modern take uh, the new modern dig on Danny Phantom? What's that? Uh, Danny Phantom trans boy. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. One, it's like I see it, but also, but it makes Butch Bartman mad. Yeah, I mean that—that that was how him being a transphobe came out, isn't it? People uh, were talking no. about that. No, no, people were said that did that hint theory and was like, do this because it's good, but also because Butch Bartman's a transphobe. Okay. It, what happened was on Twitter, he literally there was a girl, uh, a trans girl, a cheerleader. Who had gotten kicked off of her like team or what because of being trans, and he like went and replied to her tweet about it and put her in quotations, and then <sighs> promoted his fucking Nog Network thing in the same breath. Oh my god! What an actual piece of human trash! Yeah, piece of shit. Oh man, but you know. Also, you know what? Here, fun fact: I just I was looking at trivia <laughs> about this about Danny Phantom. Um, it, all but one episode, Tucker and Sam are in it. They there's except for one episode, they are in every single episode. Which which one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good question. It just says all they're in every episode, but all but one. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can't think of a single episode in the season where they didn't at least show up. Yeah. You know? Oh, they're a real tight friend group. And yeah. they're also, like, they're the mystery ink of the show. Yeah. There's been series that have limited the cast, but there's, mm-hmm. there's never been a Scooby-Doo Where Are You that didn't have Freddy, Daphne, Velma shaggy and scoob yeah the 
the one thing I'll say about like Sam and Tucker, is like I really what one I really like Sam, ob- yeah, obviously, Goth Girl, Goth Girl, yeah, uh, but Tucker is a is a is a stereotype of character that unfortunately was in a lot of shows at the time, yeah, uh, male black animated characters just who are just assholes. Yeah. Uh, this happens in Gray Space. This happens in um, freaking uh, uh, as told by Ginger. Yeah. Just a lot of shows. Like Toon Ripper Tyreek points this out, and I never realized it until he pointed it out. Yeah. He points it out in his Gray Space video specifically, and I'm like, "Damn, you're right." Yeah. I did not even think about that. And Tucker is completely unlikable. Yeah, there's, there's nothing likable about him, and you're supposed he's supposed to be Danny's best friend, and it's like why? He he reminds me of like an Aziz Ansari character. <laughs> I don't want to throw fun at him. I mean, like a character Aziz Ansari would play. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? No, 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 I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I I could see him becoming Tom Haverford. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. The thing about Tucker is that he has the potential to be endearing. It's just that, like, yeah. every second he's on screen, I just want to throttle him. Yeah, he he's season one Sokka without the Kiyoshi and uh, UA character growth moments, and also not as funny. Also not as funny. Like I think Sam is way funnier. Just oh cause, yeah, because of her like dry. Oh well, yeah, like I loved when she tried to get Chucker to go goth, and she was like, "Here, show him your scowl." No, no, no. I see. I still see a bit of burning hope in you. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. The one thing I don't like about this is, I think, this is mainly a season one problem that they yeah. fix this later. Is that they really. She did a couple of things that were very unlikable because they were leaning too much into her like vegetarian weird, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, the main one was like her like obsession with freeing the gorilla from the zoo. Yeah. And I'm like, do you not know how zoos work? I mean, she's 14 years old. I doubt it. Fair. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Also, Sam's grandma. (laughs) Yeah. Sam's grandma's fun. Oh man. But any um I think if there's like uh I mentioned Fright Night, I mentioned Street uh what do you what are your she favorite? She is episodes? another well, oh, no, go my on. favorite episodes. Uh I was just gonna say she's also a uh a bit of like a stereotype of, you know, like the, the rich kid who uh like rebels against rich family by being like hyper left wing and Oh my god! I want uh, her in a sort of performative way sometimes, but not always. But can, yeah. can her and Lydia Deets hang out? Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday Adams too. Wednesday Liz, Wednesday Adam Lydia Deets and Sam Manson all just fucking goth girl yeah. fo- goth girl hour. Yeah. And then fucking Pugsley, Danny, and Beetlejuice are hanging out. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I would love. I could that. see Danny and 
Beetle. I I would rather see Danny Beetlejuice and Fester. I I legitimately I would love a crossover with Danny Phantom and Beetlejuice. It would be great, and I would love to see animated Beetlejuice again. Yeah. Fucking, I would love that. But anyway, uh, I asked about if you had any favorite episodes of this. Yeah. Um. I've been thinking about that, and. I think because I skimmed through a lot of them, I uh, I didn't really get to experience them fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, season one is the one I've seen the most because of run reruns. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a little bit of that like fatigue, like I've seen this a million times yeah, kind of ha- feel. Also, kind of blurs together. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I'd probably just have to say, uh, probably. Either Shades of Grey or My Brother's Keeper. Yeah, I actually really like My Brother's Keeper because it's like it's another it's a different spin on the family member finding out about secret identity thing. Yeah, it's like I like that Jazz immediately realizes there's a reason why Danny doesn't want to reveal his secret identity and keeps it tries to keep it a secret and doesn't reveal to him that she knows. And it's like yeah, that's genuinely really layered. And I'm honestly kind of sad that when I was younger, I didn't appreciate Jazz as a character. Yeah, she she was kind of one note in, uh, oh, this poor suffering child, oh, this poor suffering me and our insane parents thing. Yeah, she, she gets in season one. Yeah, she gets more stuff later. Everyone improves as oh, yeah. the series goes on. I really can't wait for us to meet uh, Danny. Da- yeah. D-A-N-I, Danny. Yeah. I love her. Danielle Phantom. Yeah, Danielle. Yeah. Uh, th- there was... I'm really sad because there's been a QA with like a lot of the writers on the show, not Butch Hartman. Yeah. Um, where they talked about some of the stuff that they had planned if the show had gone on. Mm-hmm. One of them being Danielle being adopted by the Phantom. Oh, that's great. It's very good. The other one was uh, Sam developing ghost powers. That would have been cool. Yeah, because it was... a. It was a combination of her exposure to Danny and the Ghost Zone and her possession by Undergrowth. Neat. That, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, she got, she would get, like, plant ghost powers. Interesting. Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. Kind of sad cool. that it didn't, didn't become a thing. Yeah. But, but, you know. I feel like I'll have more to say when we get to season two. Yeah, that's I also bet. when we start to get the specials. Like rainstorm, yeah. like rainstorm, yeah. And uh, reality trip is also in uh, season two, which is the one yeah. where Freak Show comes back. Yeah. Very good uh, multi-parter. Yeah. Uh, I... There's some fun episodes in season two. It it gets it continues to get better as it goes on. I yeah. I wish it had gone longer, but yeah. And the the we'll talk about it eventually. But Phantom Planet, while fun, is not the send-off I would have wanted. Mm. But we can get to it when we get to it. Um, we'll get to that eventually. The other thing I wanted to mention is, there's a... I, I, re, I referenced Danny Phantom, uh, uh, me and my sibling quote it uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The, the two quotes that it are actually in... There's a couple of them, but two of the quotes that I remember always are in season one. And that's, Try to Gouda, it's dairy fresh! 
<laughs> and uh, another one which is actually referenced again later where Vlad tries to get Danny to join his side and Danny's like, you are one seriously crazed up fruit loop. <laughs> Very yeah. funny. Uh man. And yeah. Vlad is like a fun villain. Yeah, but I didn't like him at first. Like the first few times I saw the show, I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like this guy." But uh, he, he grew on me, yeah, over time. Yeah, and uh, freaking uh, Will Ar, uh, not uh, no, fucking who does his voice? Um, uh, oh crap! Um, he, he's listed as a, in the Martin Mull. Yeah, yeah, Martin Mull uh, is uh a lot of fun in that role. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to be like Doctor Doom meets... Uh... I guess he is just kind of Doctor Doom, actually. He's a little bit Doctor Doom, a little bit uh, Dracula. A little bit Dracula, a little bit evil Stephen Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Baron Mordo. That, that, that's who evil Doctor Strange is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. He's a little bit Doctor Doom, a little bit Baron Mordo. Yeah, Baron uh, Mordo. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. God, that... I'm sorry. I... Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, th- th- there's a event in uh, Marvel Comics right now, the, the death of Doctor Strange, and Baron Mordo shows up all pissed off, like, all right, who fucking did it? Who fucking did it because it wasn't me, and I'm pissed off because his life is mine to take. That's like that one really, really good episode of Batman the Animated Series, where like, the guy who killed yeah the guy who killed Bat the man who killed Batman yeah the the the, the Joe Schmo schmuck yeah who just like accidentally thought he killed Batman and Joker's really pissed about it yeah very good love that. Except Baron Mordo has more of a Kelsey Grammer uh-huh. sort of air about him. He didn't do it like my my angry Jersey way of saying it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, which one of you fucking assholes did? No, uh, that would be really funny though. Yeah, he just drops his whole haughty nobleman shtick and just you fucking assholes! God fucking damn it! Who fucking did it? Yeah. Which one of you bitches killed my man? Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't have much more. I, I will, I'll have more to say about Danny Phantom when we talk about it more. Yeah, same. Uh, season 2 I'll have more to say. Cause season 2 is where I really start enjoying it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll close this bitch out. We'll see you then. And welcome back for the last time this episode to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, so yeah, uh, episode two or three for Spoopy Month Celebravaganza of Halloween. Uh, if you enjoyed the show. Yeah, if you enjoyed the show, it'd be great if you would rate, comment, and review. Uh, whatever, you're, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please rate and review. Yeah. It'd also be great if you would uh, 
Give us a follow on Twitter and Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, that always helps. And, you know, we tweet out whenever an episode goes up and we could really use just a retweet uh, to help spread the word of the show. That, that'd be real stellar. Uh, I thought you were going to say swell. Yeah, I could have said swell. Golly gee, Willikers, that'd just be swell. <laughs> You're doing really good, Mickey. Oh, thank uh, you. Lord. Uh, uh, anyway. Can you do it, Donald? God, no. I When I was a little kid, I could, and I've completely lost the ability. I wish I could do Donald Duck. That takes fucking talent. Yeah, I can kind of do it, but like. Yeah, I, I can do. I can do. I can do Mickey. I can do Miss Piggy. Yeah. And I could do Gonzo. Is also pretty good Gonzo. Yeah, I can do that too. I'm Gonzo the Great. I have to really get into the like. Ah, you know, like it. It hurts my throat. <laughs> To do it yeah there's a i don't remember how i figured it out but there's a real good way to get the scratchy wrist without hurting your throat and i can't remember how to explain it you do a good but uh yeah you do a good marge oh homie yeah it's not bad yeah not mm. bad yeah <laughs> all right uh anyway yeah, rate and review. Also, it'd be real great if you could retweet the tweets where we post the shows gone live. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend, phone a friend, uh, daily double. Uh, can I phone a uh, lifeline? Life game shows. Anyway. Uh, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Boom. Uh, yeah, sorry, my brain's dead. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, you can contact with us through uh, email. Uh, uh, you can do that by emailing us at uh, acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Kai, can I get that back one more time? That's Acme Podcast Inc. at gmail.com. Yep, you can also find us on Twitter at, at Inc. Podcasts. That's at I N C P O D C A S T S. You can also find us on Tumblr. Kai, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at uh, acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Yep. Uh, that's how you can get in contact with the show. If you want to get in contact with one of us specifically, or you just like the cut of our jib, the uh, stank of our stees, or the fragrance of our aura, I don't know. Uh, you, you can find our personal social medias. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, at uh, at Turbo Honcho, that's at T-U-R-B-O-H-O-N-C-H-O. Uh, Kai, where's your Twitter at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kaiju underscore Emperor. It's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Uh, 
You can also find me on Tumblr at Kaiju Dash Emperor, spelled the exact same way. And those are retweets, reblogs, things I like, usually of art, dumb memes, uh, cute, cute monsters, furries, etc., etc. Uh, and if you want anything original from me, though, and if you like tabletop stuff, I have a side blog on Tumblr called Kai's Tome. That's K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. I usually read, uh, I post my original, uh, tabletop stuff, usually my homebrew subclasses for, uh, 5th edition D&D, and I also reblog other people's homebrew stuff like maps, magic items, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh... So that's it. That's it for the episode. Uh, Until next time, don't be a jackass. We'll see you then. Bye.